Hey everybody, welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards. And I'm Demi Ramos. And today on the show, we've got Ted Park. Ted Park, the one, the only. He's such an inspiration to his fans, to myself, to upcoming rappers. Um, he's an American rapper. He's born in Wisconsin. And um, he released a single called Hello, Who Is This? in 2016. It went freaking viral. Um, it reached Billboard's viral charts. So he's been he's been really upcoming. And now he's he's making waves in the industry. So I'm excited to talk to him about his journey today. Demi, this is your second show <laughs> as full-fledged co-host. So last week we had Blue to Tiger on, which was a great show. How are you? Are you getting more comfortable with the whole co-host thing? I am just so thankful that Jordan Edwards um, has me on the show. I think this is such a cool podcast. We talk to artists about, first of all, we only pick artists that are the real deal. That's why it's called It's Real. So, um, and we talk to them about things that just, we give them the space to talk about their journey. And I think that their fans really want to know that. And I think that they want their fans to know that. So this podcast is super cool for doing that. Do we have Ted Park? Oh, <laughs> live, live from a tropical island. Uh, Shouts to my manager, Mikey Fresh, for us setting that up for me. Yeah, <laughs> I like how he's literally in a tropical island with a green screen. I like how the, how it's like kind of like a, a pixelated photo, so like the palm trees kind of <laughs> pixelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got some fire. wild like triangle behind your head. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Yeah, top tier graphics are coming when I get a little more famous, but for now, you know. Yeah. This is- I was telling Jordan that this is you were the perfect person to talk to because you have so much personality behind the artist that um, you're the only one that we've had yet on the show to come in with the green screen behind him. (laughs) Word, hey, you know, first time everything, so I'm happy. I'm happy I could set the trend. You know, be here. What's going on, Ted? How you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm just uh. I'm just chilling right now. I, I sprained my foot uh, this morning, so no. Um, I've been my 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 manager just came to rescue me. I was starving to death, so what? yeah, I got I got to get crutches and stuff. But I'm what happened to yeah, your foot? I, I don't know what I was doing. Honestly, I was just I was just wilding, I guess. And I were you, woke up were you, and were you dancing? Were you dancing by yourself in the living room in your underwear? I was, I was probably I was probably <laughs> something stomping or something, and then I woke up and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't put no pressure on it. So. Oh yeah. Oh good though, because can't stop the process. Just gonna I'm just gonna sit down and record all that, you know. So. You can you can rap from your chair. Exactly, exactly. You know, when you when you like re- when you re- when you record, do you prefer to stand up or do you like to sit down when you record? Uh I, I mean I, I like to stand up because I mean I'm not no vocal coach or something, but I feel like <laughs> I get better results. Also when I sit down I just be big chilling, so you know, I don't like to do anything. But um, yeah, I prefer to stand. But I mean, if I gotta sit down, it's, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know? And you're uh, you're in you're in LA, right? Yeah, I, I touched down a few days ago. I, I know I'm not supposed to be traveling, but uh, there's a lot a lot of great opportunities out here. And uh, follow the guidelines. You know, five masks on now. Nah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just you know, you know just working, just working and uh, chilling. You know. Are you are you move are you moving to LA? Cause cause we had this thing. Me and Demi are like New York diehards. Mm-hmm. And we like give shit to anyone. All these people like vacating the area, going to LA, <laughs> moving out west. Oh no, I, I don't think I could live in LA. You know, I, I'll be back in New York in like two weeks. So okay, that's good to hear. 
Hell yeah. yeah I just, uh, you know, just, just had some opportunities out here that I wanted to take and some people I wanted to see. So, uh, oh yeah. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, what have you got going on right now? Will you, 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 re- you're currently recording. Yeah. I just, I finished the EP yesterday. No uh, way. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. We, uh, we, 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 we just banged out like a 14, 15 hour session. Uh, me and my boy, Mike Gal, and, um, we knocked out like six, seven solid tracks. So I, we're pretty much, I, I don't know if it's like a, just like a gut decision, but you know, after listening to them for like half a day, we're, we're just deciding to move forward and uh, shoot the visuals and get it ready. So, so know. can we confirm that there is in fact a Ted Park EP on the way? Yeah, definitely on the way. Definitely yeah. on the way. Yeah, get on my feet soon. We'll start shooting the videos, but uh, <laughs> I think we'll be good. I think we'll be good. Yeah, you uh, any uh, any guest spots on the EP? Uh, just me. I I wanted to just um, just just Ted Park spitting fire for thirty yeah. minutes. Just uh, just Ted and the Parks on this one, man. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah. I see yeah. you do a lot of. You've been doing a lot of collabs, having features on your songs. Yeah. Who has been your favorite to work with thus far? Do you have any favorites? Uh, I mean. Honestly, like, I mean, I've, I've been blessed to work with, like, a lot of artists that I think are dope. Uh, I mean, my favorite is definitely my boy, uh, Carly Pass. And probably for the fact, because that's actually really, like, it's like my brother, you know what I mean? So, uh, we, we, we have, like, a really close relationship. Like, that's really my homie. So, uh, every time we make music, like, it's fun. Like, I was actually just in Atlanta before this. And I think we knocked out, like, 40, 50 songs while I was out there. Uh, just us two so um i mean it, it was dope energy and, and everyone i met there was real solid real cool and um got some cool collaborations in so I'm be, be honest be honest ted did you visit magic city while you were in atlanta <laughs> nah 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 really <laughs> really <What's> probably- magic- <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite southern rapper your favorite atlanta rapper uh i mean uh right now little baby 100 percent. you know yeah. what i mean like, I mean, there's a lot of goats out of Atlanta for sure, but I think uh, he, he just brings something new to the table and I, I love his music. I remember it was only a few years ago, you and I were walking around the city and we were looking for Korean barbecue and you were like, yo, I just got signed. Like, I don't know, this is crazy. Like, there's so many things. Can you tell everyone, how did Ted Park go from boy from Wisconsin to rap star? I mean, shit. Uh, <laughs> less, less, you have 30 seconds. Go. Uh, 30 seconds. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm, just an, I'm just a Korean-American kid from the Midwest, from a small city in Madison. And um, I, I just pretty much, I dropped out of high school and I took a Greyhound bus to New York. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I thugged it out for like a year or two, living in a basement with a mad, mad, mad older heads. When I mean older, I mean like 50, 60, you know, Korean dudes. Wow. And then uh, just, I was studying the scene and um. Just linking up, just going to parties, going to social events, like going to Union Square. I don't care. Anywhere. And I was just building relationships purely on like, yo, like I was in the field. Like I was outside. Like we know when they said like, I'm outside, like I was really outside. Just like, oh, I like your jacket. Oh, like I like how you dress. Oh, you seem cool. You know, smoke a spliff. I don't know. And then uh, you know, I was just making friends that way. And I wasn't even telling people I was a rapper, to be honest with you. Cause I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even consider myself a I was super aspiring rapper at that time but um i was just trying to like build friendships and i was putting out music you know getting like a couple hundred views whatever but th- that didn't matter because you know like the, the couple hundred people that was tuning in th- th- they were liking it so 
you know, I guess I got a couple like cool moments. Like uh, I went viral on Spotify and then viral on Twitter a few times and then more artists and industry people started to see me, et cetera. And then I, I locked in with a great team, uh, my boy Saho and my big bro Mikey Fresh. And then, you know, uh, got some big Korean co-signs from my people, which really helped me out. And then we went from doing like a 10, 10 cap show to like thousand person venue. So that was cool, you know. You grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. One of the, uh, a very Caucasian heavy college <laughs> town yeah, in Wisconsin. Definitely. Yeah. Tell us about your upbringing and were you listening to hip hop at an early age? Uh, I mean, uh, I, I gotta say like, I'm, I'm always super grateful for the sacrifice that my parents made, you know, uh, raising me in that city. And um, I, I think the most beautiful, beautiful thing about Madison for me was that now I can go to any city in the country or in the world, whether I'm performing or I'm just spending time out there and I can really appreciate it to its fullest extent. Cause coming from a place like Madison, you know, you don't see the opportunities that you see in a place like New York city, especially or LA, where Atlanta. Is that your manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, <laughs> shout, shout out to the Mikey, man. Shout out to Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't drank any beverage <laughs> since I woke up at 7.30. I'm like, oh my gosh. But, um, you know, um, it, it, it was difficult for me growing up, though, because um, how, how do I put this? Like, I had a lot of friends and a lot of friends that I hold very dear to this day, you know? But... I feel like people didn't fully understand me or, you know, p people would throw little jokes out there. Cause like, I used to play piano and I was like good at, I, I was good at math and stuff like that, which is, you know, ironic to some people, but you know, like, like they would like make jokes like, Oh, like, uh, Oh, you're, you, you're good at this cause of this. And like, I wouldn't get invited to certain things. And like, I would be like, people would like be cool with me and be my friend, but not really want to chill with me. And I mean, I understand. I was also a quiet kid, you know, when did you start getting into hip hop? How old were you when you first started getting into oh, hip hop? Oh, yeah. Well, well, I started getting into hip hop actually when I was uh, 10, 11 years old. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know whether it was YouTube or people were just putting me on or I was just watching MTV or something. But um, I think, uh, you know, the first hip hop song that I really fell in love with was uh, One Mic by, by, uh, by Nas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, I really got into Kanye West crazy that. Um, Graduation is still one of my favorite albums ever. I know he has a lot of classics, but uh, that's one of my favorites. And I got into Wayne, you know. Yeah. Uh, I got into Wayne heavy. And then I just started diving into like Wu-Tang and Big L and artists like that. So um, I think it's ironic that now I kind of per se do like melodic, like sing rap, sometimes mumbo rap stuff. But um, that's not, I never saw myself making music like this. It sounds like you were also dipping in different eras. 90s stuff, 2000 stuff, you were kind of all yeah. over the place. Absolutely. Like, I would, I would listen to Wu-Tang, and then I would listen to them franchise boys, you know what I mean? So right. <laughs> yeah. I'm cutting off right now, right? You're kind of like, yeah, you're kind of like oh, cutting in and out. Yeah. Um, you got to get rid of that AOL 56K modem um, you're working on with. <laughs> nah, this is definitely not a um, AOL modem. You said yeah. that you dropped out of high school. So you were a good student, but you were good at math. Like, what, what made you make that decision? I was like uh, seventh going into eighth grade. We're beginning of my eighth grade year, like right before it started. And uh, we went on like a trip to Michigan because my family liked to travel a lot. And my parents were like, okay, so uh, we're, we're moving to Korea. I'm like, 
I definitely thought they were playing with me. So I was like, oh, like, oh, okay. Like, when are we going? And they were like, next week. I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 And that just ruined my life. Well, at the time, I thought it ruined my life. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not going. And then, like, I had to tell all my friends. I mean, most of them weren't even really my friends. I was like, dude, I'm moving to Korea. They're like, no, why? But, um, you know, I moved to Korea, and uh, so pretty much, like, I, I didn't really learn Korean growing up because uh, even though my parents, they wanted me to, like, they, they felt like, ironically, that they wanted me to blend more into American society. So I was just, like, not good at Korean at all. So I moved to Korea, and I get put in Korean school, and uh, I, don't speak, I don't speak the language. So I'm kind of like the, the, what you call it, like the, oh, he's, he's like, American, oh, that's cool. Oh, like pretend, like, like you know, kind of like pretending to speak English with me, but they're low key like fucking with me because they think I'm stupid. And then <laughs> I re- I didn't really have a lot of friends out there, and I I couldn't understand it, so I I stopped going going I stopped going to school completely, and um I was just like by myself every day for like a whole year. But during that year, like I started like writing lyrics, and uh, I downloaded Audacity on my parents' laptop, and I started like recording straight through the computer. You know? Oh my god! And then I used like a webcam mic, and I was like rapping on just like industry beats, like swagger, like us instrumental, uh, like uh, like Wayne, Jay Z, whoever. And uh, yeah, so pretty much, like, I I told I told my dad I wanted to go back to America, so we shipped me back to Wisconsin, and boom, I was like, yeah, I'm a rapper now. And everyone's like, oh. And That's- you and you dropped out of school. Yeah, so and so pretty much after that experience, I was like, yo, I'm going all in with this music, aka I just wasn't going to school at all, where I would go and just leave, and I was recording music like two, three times a day, and I would drop like a freestyle video, like self-edited, produced, whatever, and I would tag like all my Facebook friends, which I guess is like what they, how they spam now, you know, yeah, I, I was yeah, those yeah. people, so I was just like, my GPA was like a one point. I don't know what it was. It was crazy. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I had a meeting with like my advisor or counselor or whatever, high school. And they were like, hey, um, you know, your grades are really bad, but you're a smart kid. Uh, we think, uh, you know, you're going down a bad path. And I was like, nah, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to be an artist. And this is my plan. And uh, they're like, oh, well, are you, so you're doing your senior year, right? I'm like, and I told them I was going to move out of Madison. They're like, with what money? Wow. I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Wow. And they, they thought I was stupid. And then ironically, uh, someone from the school, who I'm actually cool with, though, asked if I'd be interested in speaking last year. So Wow. Did you yeah. speak? Nah, I didn't speak. <laughs> That's such a, like, baller move. I know. Right? He said, nah. <laughs> no, no. I, didn't no, I mean, because, like, you know, honestly, like, if the school really has supported me, and not even supporting me, but like literally, like they would just make fun of my ass. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this kid's like he's he's gonna be a failure. Like my teacher said, I was gonna work at Starbucks. Like not even like literally, work at Starbucks. And I was like, damn, man, like I can't even really afford Starbucks. You know what I mean? But uh, that's cool, bro. Like that's how you feel. I mean, I definitely had I definitely said some harsher words to him than that. But um, which is my bad, you know? Which is my bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm a little more grown up now. But my whole thing was like. I, I didn't even not speak to stunt on anyone because that's not cool. You know what I mean? And we, we can all be bigger than that. But it's like, they didn't really help me. And like, I was going through a lot of stuff too with a family, you know, my mom's whatever. And um, rather than being like a support system, they were just calling me dumb as hell. So I was just like, all right, nah, I'm good. Are your parents more supportive of your career choice now that you actually are making money at it? 
I'm gonna be ir- I, 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 the irony is that they've been supporting me <laughs> um, <laughs> even when um even because you know like we, we we never had a lot you know and um even before I had fans were a little a little, a little bit of fame whatever uh you know pretty much when I was in high I was about to drop out and my dad called me like oh what are you gonna do I was like oh I'm I'm gonna be a rapper I'm dropping out and he he hung up he called me back in 10 minutes like yeah I booked my ticket I'm, I'm gonna see you tomorrow I'm like holy shit so he <laughs> up on me. Is your dad like an intimidating guy? Is he like a big dude? Nah, he's a very nice guy. But when it comes to my future and my life, very intimidating guy, you know? Yeah. But pretty much we had a conversation and I was like, you know what? Like, I love music so much and it's what I want to do with my life. So even if I don't become a successful artist or whatever, you know, um, uh, we already struggling. So y'all can't fund my career and I can't fund my damn self. So I was like, this is going to be a, a wild path. But I was just like, um, you know, even if I don't blow up or I don't, I can't make a living, I'm going to find, I'm going to mentor another young artist one day when I'm older and I'm, I'm going to help them have a career. And then when my dad, I think when he told me when he saw that it wasn't, I wasn't doing this to be famous per se. And I really, this is really just what I love. You know, music honestly saved my life because I, I don't know what I would have done without music being that 12, 13 year old kid in a whole nother country by my damn self, you know, um, yeah, he was just like, go for it. And, you know, him and my mom have always been supportive of me making music. I mean, they're definitely bigger fans of my more ballady and uh, love song stuff than my... That's my, my boo, my boo. Yeah. I mean, not those, though. Not, not <laughs> that's my, my favorite. Trap. Nah, for sure. That's, that's, that's one of my favorites, me too. Love. You know, but I'm, I'm super grateful to have them on my side. And I, my dad actually got to see me perform in Korea. Um like big festivals, sold out shows, stuff like that. So how uh, big are you in Korea now? Do, do, if you get off the plane in Seoul, do people are like, are they like, ah, oh, Ted Park, ah. Oh. <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not no K-pop artist, man. You know, no Are shame. you a fan of K-pop? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's definitely K-pop music that, that I think is dope. Um, one of my big homies, Danny Chung, shouts to Danny Chung. He, he's been writing a lot for Blackpink and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm definitely a fan and I definitely support anything in my culture that, is dope but um i mean for me honestly like i do have a fan base in korea but uh i definitely have more fans here than over there you know what so i mean you moved to new york city right and how big of a culture shock was that to you and another okay. thing is would you say there's a scene for hip-hop and rap music in the city and th- did you grow out of that did it i mean you know what it is like it wasn't a culture shock for me a because that's always what I wanted. Fast pace, people pulling up on you, just running down on you like, yo, I do this, I do this. That's dope. <laughs> like, people just trying to get to it. You know what I mean? I love that. So, um, it, I mean, it was, it was not a surprise, but it was almost everything I expected. Real talk. And then, um, I mean, of course, like the, 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 the super, super OD struggle to get into where I am now, I, I, I could have never predicted it, of course. But grateful for it, you know, especially have, having it happen in New York. And the, you know what's crazy about the New York scene is I feel like you know, like, there's certain kids, like fashion kids, where artists, where whatever. It's like a, a click almost, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, very clicky in New York, which is fine. I'm, I'm cool with some of those people. I think they're good people, creative, talented. But I never really attempted to get into the New York scene. Uh, I didn't even really, like, I was outside networking, but I wasn't really trying to go to parties and, like, link with people with followers whatever like I was just really trying to be an artist so you paved your own way yeah I I I, I like to say that you know what I mean like um 
and it's crazy now because people that are big like in the fashion where our models were like are popping in Soho and Brooklyn and Harlem wherever like they hit me up now and I'm just like it's crazy because these are definitely people that I was being put onto when I was trying to come up in the city you know so you know I feel like I kind of pay my own way without doing any of the politics where the the Lincoln build per se with the quote-unquote right people but I'm grateful that I was able to pave my own way and build my own team and to say that I'm still rocking with my same friends that really held me, held me down from three, four years ago in New York, you know? So I think that's a blessing on its own for sure. Are you currently on Jay Park's higher music or what's your affiliation with Jay Park right now? Well, I mean, Jay's like my big brother, man. And even when I signed to him two years ago, it was like not, not so much of a label deal per se, but more of a partnership, you know what I mean? Where Jay has kind of guided me and just his co-sign and him like putting people on like, yo, this kid is dope, really helped further my career. And I mean, like we work together, like we got projects, we got dope songs together. And honestly, it's, le it's less business and more family. So I'm super grateful for him for that. Like, well, it must've been, what's interesting about Jay is he's also Korean American, like from the United States. Yeah, yeah, so you have that in common. And he also, I guess you would call him would you would just even qualify as a k-pop art i guess he's yeah he's k-pop i mean it's crazy because based on his whole career span he's considered a, a he is considered by a lot of people as like a k-pop icon but right. to me he's a korean american icon because he don't even make k-pop music anymore you know and right the reason why i even partnered and signed to jay was because um we, we sat down face to face and I had a, a bunch of other rappers, agencies, whatever, courting me at that time. And me and Jay just clicked. Like he understood my story where I was coming from. I, I'd seen his whole like come up to being a megastar, like from literally since I was like young, you know what I mean? So um, I, I, just, I guess you could say I kind of looked up to him and I feel we clicked and his just, you know, the way he moves made me want to, made me want to rock with him. So shout out to Jay Park for real, man. Good dude. The whole so is Ted Park your real name? Huh? Is Ted Park, is that your real name? Is this your birth oh, name? Oh, yeah, that's my real name. Man. Really? Is it, like, yeah. is it like Theodore Park? Nah, no Theodore. It's definitely just Ted. I was pulling my ID, but you never know. All these, all these scammers nowadays, man. You never know. How do you feel about the state of Korean, let's not call it K-pop, let's say Korean pop music? Any okay. music coming from Korea? Because it's definitely changed over the last... So obviously, BTS is still, like, the hugest band in the right, world or whatever. BTS, man, big hit. Big but, like, the archetype... You've talked about this before, that, like, the archetype of your typical K-pop artist is really good-looking, great hair, you know, super handsome, you know, perfectly well-behaved, and you are not a typical K-pop person. <laughs> And I, I feel, like the dude, man. yeah. So, <laughs> how do you feel about like, the way that Korean music in general, both from the K-pop side and more the hip-hop side, how do you think that's changed over the last couple of years? I think what's changed is you're starting to see more artists like, and kids take the initiative to start their careers. You know, you're seeing these 15, 16 year old Korean kids on SoundCloud and shooting music videos. I'm like, oh, this was definitely. Not a thing, literally four or five years ago, because I think the independent, the whole independent side of the industry was in America way longer, you know? Like in Korea, it's always been like media company, large scale TV based, you know? Manufactured, uh, manufactured groups. Absolutely. But now you're seeing people 
these kids that are inspired by hip hop culture are really just trying to get it on their own. And I, I think that's dope. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, I would be lying if I said I listen to K-pop every day or Korean <laughs> hip hop music every day, because yeah. I don't, obviously, but you know what I mean? I, I just think it's dope to see my people doing their thing. And, um, you know, like you, you meet some of these kids and some of these artists and like, like, you know, we're all people and, you know, we sometimes you click and, uh, you know, so there's definitely some artists I got a lot of respect for out there. And you are a rebel type, you know, like you listen to your music, you're like, this guy's badass. Like he's not playing out here. He's not, you know what I mean? Trying to like pretend that he's, you know what I mean? He's, he's out here and he has, he has a story. Yeah. And I think, I think too, like there's even parts of my story that I've been very careful on uh, portraying or not talking about because it's borderline not believable especially for like an Asian kid, yeah. you know what I mean? But for me, it's like- Give us an I example always, of something that's not believable, but it's true. I mean, like when you look at Asian rappers that aren't like super gangbang rappers, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you're just like, oh, this is, this is just a, a, a Asian American kid who, you know, was able to put this career together because their life circumstances and situation were able to make it happen, you know? While for me, like, my parents worked super hard just to put food on the table, you know. We we grew up in a super small apartment our whole life, but, you know, they made, my parents made me feel like the richest person in the world because the love and the support and just the overall energy they always gave me, just always encouraging me to push on, even before, you, have, me, you know. Do you have brothers and sisters? Nah, just me, so a lot, a lot of pressure, low-key. A lot of, a lot of <laughs> yeah, wow. Ted, you are so inspirational. I went on one of your lives recently i think it was only about a few weeks ago and you were there for probably 10 seconds but you pretty much told about like a few hundred people like follow your dreams like i'm out here like i'm hustling and i think that is so cool that you are encouraging people to chase their dreams no matter where they're from um or what their foundation is can you tell me who is that backbone or what was that backbone and foundation for you um where does your inspiration come from real talk, just everything I've experienced, because, like, people counted me out before I even started, you know? Mm-hmm. And even to this day, like, now, now that my numbers are starting to go up and my fans are building, whatever, there's there's A&Rs and labels that swerve me like crazy <clears throat> that act like I never met them before, you know what I mean? Where they never said anything crazy about me. And, you know, there's Korean people that don't understand me. Like, there's American people that don't understand me. But at the end of the day, like, I, I realized that, people will count you out and people will hate when they can't relate. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm just trying to show people that like, like I don't look like the typical like Asian hip hop artists. I don't have the store, the typical story or upbringing where the struggles as a typical Asian hip hop artist. And I also am not, I don't fit the mold of a typical American or just hip hop artist or music artists in general. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to show people that like, if you genuinely have a passion for something and, regardless of your life situation or where you are, like, you know, you might as well go for it because it's cliche, but we really, you only got one chance, you know what I mean? And I've had a couple of my close homies pass in the past month, two months. And I I realized that like the the worst feeling I think is when I die, I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm the last thought I'm going to have is did I fulfill my fullest potential? And did I go the hardest for the people that I love? You know what I mean? So I feel like if you have a passion and you're trying to do it for the right reasons, like no matter what anyone says, you know, you should go for it. That's how I genuinely feel. So. And that's I, your legacy. Trying to build that legacy right now. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's this big debate now, regardless of genre of 
staying independent versus signing to a big label. Right. Where do you where do you stand on that whole issue? I feel like some of these artists just be talking about it to talk about. Oh, I'm never gonna sign. Or, <laughs> um, oh, like oh, I need a big deal. I'm like, man, your career just started. Like you don't even know what you need yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to fully experience. And you know, I've had both sides of the coin. Like I've had like a a big single deal with like a big a big label. I've been signed to like a big Korean label, and I'm but but right now I'm releasing everything independently, and I'm seeing a lot of success. So I think it just you have to understand what you need as an artist, what you can do. First off, you got to understand what you can do for yourself, you know, and you got to understand what you can't do and what you need. And then you got to find the right partner. It could be you and your friends, you know, raising capital, hustling as you're getting your money up and doing it yourselves and starting your own company. It could be you finding good management, good representation. It could mean you need a big deal, whatever. But and in, in hip hop, there's that model that cash money did that no limit did where you start out independent and then you get, hooked up with a major label distribution system. Right. You know, and I think that's a great formula. You know, you, you build your value, you build your work, you prove that you got that sauce, you know, and then eventually someone's going to cash you out because you've already proven it. And that's another thing too. Like even for where I'm at right now, like, yeah, I I have big labels that are hollering, hollering at me, whatever. And they're interested, but realistically, like I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep pushing it till I can take it as far as I think I can take it. You know what I mean? While at, at, at at a, on a different note, there could be a kid that's really struggling. Their whole family's struggling right now. They have no fans, no music out, but they get discovered and they're super talented and they, they need it to happen quicker. You know what I mean? So you just got to understand what situation is best for you. And I think for any artist to rule out a situation without even knowing what boat they're in is crazy to me, you know? For anyone who's listening, um, I just want to let you know, I was walking with Ted Park a few years ago and one thing that that stuck with me he goes yeah man i'm gonna go to my jeweler so can you tell me ted what are you wearing and who is this jeweler right now you know i'm just be chilling but uh, what is ted park wearing what is the hat i got the ted park chain right now that's a long overdue did your jeweler make that yeah shots of dynasty jewelers in atlanta he went crazy on that (laughs) i I pretty much told him like i always wanted to put my name on my chain so if you've ever seen the terror squad logo Oh yeah, like, for sure. The fat Joe days. Thing, yeah. Right. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah, man. Had yeah. To, had to do it for the one time, you know, and <laughs> as, as I get more popping, you know, the, the chain size going double, but uh, for yeah. now, we need a good place. You need to get um, that. We have like five chains on. Yeah. Just three right now. <laughs> just three right now. Or get that, like, like the, uh, the killer mic, like the eagle, like the big giant bird hanging from your neck. Oh yeah, well, if if I become a legend like Killer Mike, I'll get a big ass chain too. But you know, <laughs> right now though, I I gotta invest in myself. So you know, but um, the chain you have on is pretty big though. Let's let's get real. Yeah, it, it's it's That's pretty big. it is pretty big. I walk outside and I'm like, oh man, I, I, I hope <laughs> no one runs down on me right now. Oh no. One thing that I would do if I was a famous rapper is I would do the glasses, like the fancy ass glasses. You know, like the tinted glasses. Those are. That's a oh good yeah, book. no, for yeah. sure. Cartier actually has these glasses that have BS diamonds on the side of the like. Yeah. But you know, I asked them how much. They told me a sixty-five hundred. I said, "Word, I'll see y'all next year, man." Ted Park, can we play a game with you? Yeah. So we're gonna play a game. If you could answer. That was crazy. As quick as you, as quick as you can answer, um, if you could collab with any of these, who would they be? Drake yeah. or Eminem? Drake. 
Lady Gaga or Beyonce? Lady Gaga. Beethoven or Bach? Beethoven. <laughs> Two Chains or Travis Scott? Travis. Jack Harlow or Tyler the Creator? Tyler. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You won. Do you? Oh, you, oh, wow. you won. You won. Yeah. Um, I won. We'll be, we'll be sending you a a bigger Ted Park chain in the Let mail. Oh, 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 I guys. He oh, literally man. just pulled out a stack of hundreds and threw it at the camera <laughs> and walked away. No money was... going. I'm not at Magic City today. <laughs> Where did you get those hundreds from? You just pulled it out of the no. <laughs> Oh, they just, you know, just had it, have it right here. It's hot. Have it right there. Yeah, yeah we have to keep that. <laughs> yeah. No, but for, uh, we, we talked, she just asked you about collaborators. Do you have a list of people you want to work with that you haven't worked with? Because I feel like you're just on the, you're just at the very beginning stages of entering the, the hip hop world. Absolutely. On, on a mainstream level. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I want to work with anyone that's dope that I, I think is talented. Like, um, I've done I've done collabs that are about to come out with artists that have a couple million followers, and I, I got songs with people that have under a thousand. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like if your music really resonates with me, then like let's get it. You know what I mean? And then obviously there's artists who I look up to, a lot of artists I respect, but for me it's like. I just love going into the studio with that person and seeing what you can come up with. Cause sending verses, that's cool. And I think that's still dope to create with someone from abroad. But um, yeah, I mean, any artist that I think is super fire that, you know, we end up in the same room where we set it up, you know, that's who I want to collaborate with. How do you feel about clout culture? About, you know, you talk about followers and all that stuff, you know, do you, I mean, do you get no, caught up in that? I, I definitely understand because, you know, people work hard for those followings, man. 90, 99% of people work hard to attain any fan base or anyone that is interested in their stuff, you know? So oh, yeah, I know it. I know it. I'm, I'm with you. I work real hard for my, for my 8.5K, you know? Woo! Hey, but 8.5K, <laughs> important people, man. Look, look, look. It's not, a, I mean, realistically, because like, even like my homies that do influencer marketing and stuff, I, we always, they always tell me like, it's not about the numbers, it's about the engagement. And who's oh, yeah. The percentage of people who like your posts. You know, if you got 100,000 followers and you're getting 150 likes on a post, the math <laughs> doesn't add up, you know? Yeah, and I might have dropped out, but I still know better than that, man, you know? So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for me, like, I understand cloud culture because, yeah, like, everyone realistically that is trying to be a face or an artist is trying to level up. Everyone's trying to be seen. But I think that, I think it's respectable when you align yourself based on more than just numbers, you know? Cause obviously I'm going to be more inclined to collaborate with an artist that I think is dope and has hundred K followers in, the, in my range than someone that has 600 followers that I think is on the same level as dope or a little lower. But yeah. if that kid that has 600 followers is undeniably incredible. And I think they're better than me. I'm going to, I'm going to rush to go work with them. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's just, I think cloud culture is fine to an extent as long as you're not aligning yourself with people solely for their numbers. You know, I, I, think, mean? I, think, I think in the end, at the end of the day, talent rises to the top. It do. I mean, and look, there's artists that you may not have heard of, but they still got hundreds of thousands of people listening to their songs. They're selling out shows. And look, the, th the most important thing I think that people got to understand about 
chasing numbers and chasing clout and trying to connect with people just because of that is there's there's so many people in this world there's enough fans there's enough followers and clout for everyone man so you shouldn't I think you know if you're way you're kind of low-key wasting your time if you're chasing people based on I that I love that I love that I love what you just said Ted what would you tell um a 16 year old kid um out in middle America or anywhere in the world who wants to be in your position that you are today about about your journey Jump out of school and become a rapper. (laughs) Quoted. I'm just kidding. Nah. Uh, uh, Just, you know, um, first off, like, appreciate all your friends and family you got around you because, you know, your your base and your core of people that surround you are going to really determine how far you go in life and how long you can maintain it because your mental health is super important. And if you don't have the right people around you that genuinely love and care for you, then whatever success you attain, it's going to be a hard time. You know, even for me mentally, I go through hard times and I go through dark times, but I, I got the right people around me. I'm, I'm blessed. I still got my mom and, and dad around, you know, that I can call up whenever I got good friends, my team, you know, so just make sure you have the right people around you. And then regardless of anyone says to you, you know, you can of course take criticism and listen to what people have to say, but real talk, you just got to do you, man. Like, you know, you just got to go for it and just go all in, no hesitation, because you don't want to look back at the end of your lifespan and just be like, damn, I wish I did it, you know? You might as yeah. well get what you can. Yeah. Well, hey, Ted, we'll let you go. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out with us. You nah, are so I'm, inspiring, Ted. Nah, Thank you so pleasure. much. You're inspiring. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy to see you doing well as well, for real. Thank you. Super Ted. proud of you. And when I get back to New York, you know, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have a social distancing party, man. I got y'all. Korean barbecue. <laughs> Korean barbecue. Let's go. Sounds good. All right, Ted, take it easy. Anytime. Bye, Ted. Bye. Thanks to Ted Park for joining us on the show. And thanks for listening to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. You can find me at jordanedwardsstudio.com or on Instagram at jordanedwardsstudio. And you can find me at Demi underscore Ramos on Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.